Welcome to the Potion Podcast, your raw look at the hospitality industry, brought to you by SHC. Another episode of the Post Shift Podcast, of course, I'm your host, Sean Sewell. Um, today, we're doing sort of a, I suppose, a part two, a follow-up, um, a catch-up with uh, Z from Proof & Company and Eco Spirits. We're specifically talking about Eco Spirits and a little bit about True Believers today. Uh, Eco Spirits is going to be in the next two years. I'm going to call it now as one of the biggest spirit industry disruptors Um in the way of technology, um, the way that they're setting up their platforms and their filling stations and the way that they're changing up the way that the uh, spirit industry actually like packages is uh, quite phenomenal. So I really hope you get some value from this. Uh, thank you as always for the support. I uh, hope you enjoy this episode, guys. See you next week. Bye. So um, how about we kick it off? Let's. Uh, how about you just introduce yourself and your position at Proof & Company because you've moved around a lot since I think we talked... It might be getting close to about a year since we did the interview originally in Singapore, sitting in a little junior pocket bar there. Um, mm-hmm. It will be a, it will be a year now, yeah. Yeah, and you already moved, done two big moves since then. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, introduce yourself and sort of let's kick it off, and we'll go from there. Cool. Uh, I'm still fiddling with my earpods because I don't want you guys to have an echo. But uh, oh no, it's good. Hopefully. This can work, but if I can't work it out one last time, I'll just not worry about it. Um, Sounds good on my end. Okay, perfect. Then let's not worry about AirPods um, technology sometimes. Yeah, so uh, my name is Z or Zdenek, uh, a full name. Uh, it might seem a little bit exotic for some, so Z is fine. Uh, um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's Czech original name uh, or originated in Czech. It's used as far as I know only really in Czech and uh, that part of the world. Um, but yeah, it's my name. I have started in this industry uh, in 1999 as a chef apprentice uh, in uh, one of the hotels in my little um, uh, part of the Czech where I'm from, which is um, all about, you know, uh, cross country skiing in in a, in a winter and then mountain biking etc in in a, in a summer so there's just loads of scattered little hotels with 30 40 50 rooms and a restaurant and a little bar and my dad was in the industry for a long time and so he hooked me up with the job because I wanted to cook and wanted to be a chef um, over the big summer holiday um, and that's kind of how I got into this then went into the culinary school after culinary school I moved to Australia lived in Sydney, kind of been part of the Sydney world when the uh, craft bartending and, uh, and small license type of happened um, uh, in, in Sydney, which is 2006 to 2009. Worked with people like Charlie Ainsbury and Mark Ward and, and, and Julian Damjano and George Niemek and, and all of these guys at that time there. Uh, and then I was 20... Two, when this crazy guy, Sven Almenning, somehow believed that my Chenglish is good enough to train people. Uh, and so I got a job with an alchemy with behind bars and then worked with Sven and Ember and that crew over there uh, to get me to 23. I felt that it's the first place I've ever traveled to, so I might want to go somewhere else. And then so I left for London 
Um, worked in London for four years uh, in place called Covades with people like Paul Mand, um, Marcus Delzenes, uh, and many others, Andre Pospical, and so on. And then left London for a new adventure, which was uh, 28 Hong Kong Street was in its first year of existence. And uh, the founders of 28 Hong Kong Street uh, with Michael Callahan reached out and kind of asked, would I be willing to come over um, and help uh, with 28 as well as help launch this new project, um, which would be a, a, a supply chain a distributor importer, but based on education and craft products and kind of doing it, try to do the distribution a little bit differently than when it was uh, as a standard distribution at that part of the world. And so I would... Um, the idea of me running a bar with a, with a friend of mine already at the time, Michael, because we knew each other from 42 Below World Cup, uh, where we competed against each other, uh, and try to launch a new company, uh, which is based around education. Um, judging from that I love my work with Alchemy and with Sven, it was kind of really cool balance. At that time, Singapore wasn't really that known, and so most of my friends were kind of like, what are you doing? Why are you leaving London? Um for Singapore, but it felt right. It felt correct. Uh, the guys, the founders were super cool. Michael and I hit it off very well. And so uh, that was a challenge uh, and it sounded like a fun challenge. So I moved there and then fast forward seven, eight years because I moved to Singapore 2012. Um, we have gone through, you know, proven companies now in China, Australia, New Zealand, all around Southeast Asia, etc. I kind of worked my way through the whole process as we were building the company, learning, you know, the operations and logistics and warehousing and learning what marketing and sales are, etc. And again, uh, I was trusted enough by a few crazy people that I can become a general manager of this distribution thing. And uh, that was uh, a fun learning curve um, with, you know, running around, not knowing really what I'm doing, but uh, especially, in, especially in Singapore, Singapore is such a different, a different beast altogether. Yeah, it is. But it, I, I'm a huge believer. If you surround yourself with people who trust in you and, 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 and they, you know, they willing to, uh, you know, help you out, then then you can you can achieve a lot. And and I was lucky enough that I had all of that support around me. And so I spent five years, four or five years as a GM uh, for Hong Kong, Singapore, Macau. And then last year at the end, I hanged up my distribution um, um, job and moved into Eco Spirits and True Believers, which is two of our newest projects. Uh, and uh, something we've been working on for the last three and a half years, being part of the development team uh, myself, um, got me into this space where I was really passionate about, uh, you know, building new brands of spirits as well as, uh, you know, launching something what is potentially going to disrupt the way how spirits are distributed around the world and therefore save loads of waste and loads of carbon. And so... Uh, here I am, uh, six months in it, uh, based in the United States. So I'm closer to Europe and America. Uh, so we can start conversations in this part of the world about eco spirits and our own brands. And uh, running around as a 
traveling salesman with my laptop. <laughs> so I'm just curious, like, <clears throat> let's take it back to that three and a half. Jonga Kuru, by the way, says hi. Um, oh. um, one of my well-trusted advisor in my career, John John knows that he's one of the people who I call and ask when, I, when I'm in crossroads. Uh, yeah. He gives a great advice. He's good for that, that's for sure. Um, <clears throat> so let's take it back to the, the very beginning of the idea of Eco Spirits. Where did the idea sort of like stem from? Because like the one thing like living in Canada and then going to Singapore and living in Singapore for four, four, four or five months last year, um, it's very unique in the way of in Canada, we have a really massive recycling program and you, you, we, but I found in Singapore recycling really isn't a, a thing per se that like in Canada, like bottles go into a certain bin gets taken away by a truck, gets recycled. Whereas when I went to Singapore and it's such a massively technologically advanced country, and then you're like, but you don't really have a, a solid recycling plan like we'd probably do in North America. Was what was the what was the first like ping that sort of kicked off this idea of eco spirits? Well, it was we um, it, throughout the process of building Proof and Company, um, which was you know our first kind of reputation came from 28 Hong Kong Street, and so if you really take it from that perspective the credit to all of this world we now have in our hands really goes to 28. That was the soul, heart, and home to start with, and it's still a harbor for most of us. Um, and based on success of 28, we were asked a lot if we can help other people to open bars. Um, and so we started consulting business, and that you know helped us to get into the projects like Manhattan and Atlas and a few others. And that helped us to have Jason Williams joining us as the creative director. And then he really, truly took it another level. And his team is now, you know, they're responsible for one of the best concepts and bars in, in Southeast Asia and around the whole Asia Pacific, including Australia, including Australia and New Zealand now. But because of that, we got projects or asked to jump on projects in Maldives and Seychelles and in remote places. And in those places, it was really easy to see the impact of tourism and hospitality and how much waste is created by, in general, single packaging, single-use packaging. Uh, it doesn't need to be just spirits, right? It's your wine. It's your uh, Italian or French or God knows where from water, uh, which is shipped around the world because... Uh, it's supposed to be better for you or it tastes better or whatever it is. Um, and so if you look at it from a single-use packaging, that's in general a big problem. Uh, but it's if you're living in somewhere like Singapore or North America, um, where you uh, you know you don't really see the landfills and you don't really see where it ends up, uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind type of thing. But in places like Maldives or Seychelles, which are tiny little islands in a paradise, well, then you really can see where these um, uh, landfills are and busy landing over them. Um, and that kind of strikes you. And so that was, a, I'm not saying that was the main, obviously, impact, but it was one of the, one of the uh, pushing points where we really, you know, start thinking about, well, we are the distributors of spirits. We are bringing all of these beautiful mezcal and aricia and, and bourbons and, and, and gins, etc., from all around the world into Asia Pacific because, you know, the customers, clients, 
uh, guests want to want to be using these fun products. Uh, but again, what, what we do with that is that we create loads of carbon and we bring in loads of waste uh, to that part of the world. And so can we change that uh, aspect of it? That was the first question. And then we created a little council, a little, little group of people, uh, which were meeting on a weekly basis. And we started conversation about what would it look like? Can we draw from a historical side of it? Uh, do we do we you know uh, do we draw from a beer industry? Are we looking at a milkman how it's done? Uh, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And all of that research and brainstorming combination kind of led us to what you can see behind me as an ecotote, uh, and uh, which is the heart of how eco spirits works, uh, and basically led us into what's called closed loop distribution system. And, um, and 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 ultimately led into the an overall eco spirits and the way how it works. So um, you've got the true believers as well, and I think I asked Widge about this when I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. Um, true believers is your set line that you've helped develop. Yep. So it's the two projects work hand in hand, but they're very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the easiest way to describe is eco spirits is a technology company which built, design, and and uh, and uh, build its business on where on on a, on a hardware, right? So, EcoSpirits is all about the EcoTote, EcoTote version one, version two. Now we are working on EcoTote version three. EcoSpirits is all about the bottling plant, the refilling stations, etc., uh, etc. Et it's technology. It has nothing to do with brands of alcohol. It doesn't own alcohol. It doesn't own liquid. It doesn't care if it carries scotch, gin, or vodka. It's technology and, and, and hardware. True Believers is a suite or an agency which creates spirit brands. Um, and it owns liquid and it owns the IP to the brands and it owns the brands itself. Um, and it's a client of Eco Spirits because it's the first brands which are inside of uh, the Eco Spirit technology or the first brands which are distributed through Eco Spirit. So if you put it in a nutshell, if Eco Spirit starts in Canada, Right. And you guys have a plantations already in Canada, right? Plantations, Three Star and Origin Dark and, and Pineapple Rum, for example. Uh, you would be able through your supplier to order plantation in the bottle, as we all know it, or you will be able to order plantations through Eco Spirits. It's the same liquid. It's the same brand. It's the same. Everything is the same. It's a different format, how it arrives to your bar. So you've got the Macintosh behind you, the blended malt whiskey. So let's, can we dive into True Believers, or you want to stick on? Eco- yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you. Have. So what, what was the what was the sort of the the theory and the feeling behind creating a, a separate creative agency like True Believers to create? A... Here's Mac. Nice. So what was what was the what was the thoughts behind creating the, the True Believers line? Uh, so we. You know, as anyone who is in this world, uh, you get inspired by people around you, right? And we've been bringing all of these really good liquids and juices, as we call them, to Asia Pacific. And so I guess as anyone, you get inspired, right? So we always kind of talked about what it would be, you know, 
what it would be to create our own vodka and our own gin because we believe that there is a gap here and there's a gap there. Now, that's eight years ago. Now, do we really need another brand of gin in the world or another brand of vodka in the world? Uh, that was the follow-up question a few years later when we were really starting talking about you know new brands. But then with EcoSpirits, uh, it kind of made, started making sense again uh, because EcoSpirits do need liquid in there. We do believe that we have amazing partners like Alexander Gabriel and Enrique Fonseca of, for, uh, you know, of, of, of Tequilienia. And so we kind of ended up in a situation where we have a great creative team, which is able to put together and is talking to one of the best bartenders around the world. So we have, a, we have a, an access to an intel of what bartenders really kind of want and what might be missing in the market. We have this new technology which needs good product uh, to distribute. And at the same time, we have a great, uh, you know, minds in our own team, which we believe that we can create some fun brands, um, uh, which will, you know, be loved and, and useful. And so those three things together kind of prompt uh, the creation of Macintosh and, and tried and true and Vigis and Architecto and, and others. So with EcoSpirit sort of expanding global expansion, like, like as we said at the very beginning, you've moved and big moves, I would say. Like I know you were sort of part-time Hong Kong, part-time Singapore at that stage when we were chatting. But like moving from APAC where you've been there for eight years to Miami, yeah. um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big move. Yeah. Um, what was the – like how, how many countries has the EcoSpirit's line or technology uh, expanded to now? So we have Singapore has been running for two years where first year was under the radar because we needed to have a time to troubleshoot, right? And, and kind of see what, um, what, what needs to be done. That was the first one. We have launched, uh, uh, Hong Kong, uh, uh, fully. So the whole technology is in Hong Kong. We now have launched Shanghai as a first city in China and it's, knock on wood, uh, doing really well, and it's super well received. Um, so Shanghai, China is launched. It's three months ago. We have launched last year, I believe September, uh, we launched Sydney and Melbourne. So we have a full setup there. We're about to launch Adelaide uh, as well. Uh, and we have launched uh, Auckland uh, in New Zealand. Um, and what I mean by launching it, uh, it's... The, you know, if we would dig deep into how or deeper how EcoSpirits works, the reason why it's a low waste and low carbon is because, and I am talking about cities, is because these refilling stations and these ecotodes, which is here, this ecotode here, they only run around each town and they never leave that town. So if we uh, if we set up what I, what I what I mean when I say we launch it. If we launch Sydney, it means that in Sydney we have a refilling station which we call Eco Plant, and we have one thousand of these just for Sydney, which run around in the Sydney, go to the bars being used when they empty, they picked up, go to the refilling station, broken down to pieces, cleaned properly, brought back together, refilled, resealed, and then sent back into the market to serve another bar or another hotel. Um, so do you think that's the 
that's the big key because like I think people underestimate how big APAC is. Like I think a lot of people don't understand, like even in Singapore, you look on the map and you're like, Oh, well, Singapore is this far away from like Australia. And you're like, okay, well, it looks it's like it's from Vancouver, Francisco. And it's like, well, Vancouver, San Francisco is like two hours and that's nine. So um, do you think that the, the eco plants are the, the key to really disrupting the market? Because you're really taking out a lot of, like you're talking about the carbon footprint, the global um, climate change and whatnot portion of it. Um, even if you were filling these eco totes, in Singapore at APAC in a, in a singular plant and then shipping it out, it's still really just the same sort of footprint. Do you think the key to the whole EcoSpirits technology is those individual plants dotted around the globe? Oh, for sure. So we, if you look at our website, it says low waste and low carbon. The low waste part is that we eliminating almost fully the packaging side, right? Because you don't throw away your bottles and because you don't get your bottles delivered in a cardboard boxes, that's how it becomes the low waste technology, right? Which is easy to comprehend. The low carbon stuff comes from having those eco plants in each city serving just that city because that means that that we can ship in bulk directly from the distillery into the city and in that city, it's only refilled into the little keg, and then that little keg runs around here. Like that little thing here in Singapore, we have several of them which are more than 100 trips old. Means that that one little thing has done 450 liters of liquid delivered. That translates into almost two pallets of glass, which would otherwise be thrown away or had to be recycled. Uh, But it doesn't have to because it's... It's gone through uh, EcoSpirits technology. So you're in Miami now. Uh, obviously, the expansion is for um, the US. Are yeah, I'm in North America and Europe, yeah. Yeah, and Europe is on the on the table as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's why, I mean, it sounds silly when I say that's why, but it was a great coincidence uh, that Miami is right somewhat, somewhat in the middle, right? Because it's seven-hour flight to London, uh, and it's six-hour flight to LA or Vancouver, right? So Miami is just well positioned uh, to be uh, to be based out of if you're trying to uh, d- you know develop this part of the world. And so yes, Europe is definitely on a plate. We're working with with several countries now um, on 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 trying to get it done before the end of the year or early next year, which is super exciting. And America is. A little bit more complicated. Uh, let's just put it that way. But we started that journey, and we're learning as we go. And then, obviously, uh, I'm uh, you know Canada is is on a table as well potentially. And then you know there's some, as you know, uh, fun developing conversations potentially. Do you think that when you moved to the US, that uh, did you assume it was going to be as difficult as it was breaking into the North American market with this, with the laws and the whatnots for each state and county and whatnot? I have to be honest, I thought it would be harder. Now, okay. don't get me wrong. We are nowhere near to get it done, right? It's not what I'm saying. But you always hear this, you know, America is just this lobbyism and big money and you have to pay to play and everyone is just not helping. And 
I have to say that it's it's a lot of dead ends. Like my world contains of 6 a.m. having a phone calls and 90%, 90% of those phone calls don't ever go anywhere. Yeah. But some of them do. And I am pretty surprised with how people are helpful and excited and, and, and want to talk about it. And yes, the, the, the uh, side of it, which is the three-tier system because of prohibition, right? How everything works together and... and one part can only bring it to the border and then another part can distribute it in that past border and whatever. That is that is pretty complicated. But once you dive into it, it seems that it's workable. Um, and so, yes, we are nowhere near to break into America. <laughs> but, uh, but I thought that it would be even more complicated than, than it is. It seems like it's actually, we can navigate through it. It will just take time. So what's the what's the what's the end game? What's the what's the what's the the result of all this hard work and expansion? What's what's EcoSpirit's final like long term? Save as much glass as we can. I mean, our hashtag is no single use glass. Uh, it's it's really truly what we're trying to do. Uh, if you look at 2020, it's projecting to uh, in spirit world only, no beer, no wine, no no uh, water bottles, just spirits are projected to uh, produce 40 billion glass bottles, and they all single use. And so, Eco Spirits' goal is to get to the point where we can cut on that 40 billion glass bottles. If we can save 5 million glass bottles, that's a great result. If if we really push it and it's embraced by everyone and, and we, we, we sparkle the idea that other people will use it and the big brands will use it, then we can save 5 billion glass bottles, then it's amazing, right? And so that is the end goal. That's why I mean that EcoSpirits is not... Is not uh, it's not an owner of a brand. It's not, you can see plantation rums in there, right? We we're talking with uh, what we call local heroes. Uh, so we're talking with Peddler's Gin in China. We're talking with Never Never in Australia. Uh, you know, if we would open it here in, in Canada, there's so many great stories in Alberta and, and, you know, and BC that I believe that, you know, it would be amazing to bring these brands on board. Because um, the third part of EcoSpirits, if it's low waste, we've covered, and it's low carbon, we've covered, the third part for Eco Spirits is because we're cutting all of the costs on packaging uh, off and we're cutting big part of shipping because we're shipping in bulk, if we translate those two savings to you guys who own and run bars and restaurants, that means that you can get all of these great products way cheaper than what it would cost in a bottle format. And so all in a sudden, it brings the whole aspect of, okay, so now I can actually mix and match my standard pours, which I work with all of the big guys, but I can now as well plug in a small craft Alberta bourbon or rye whiskey, uh, sorry, rye whiskey, Canadian rye whiskey, which in bottle format might not be able to be in a cocktail pour because it would just blow my cocks. Um, right now it doesn't because in Eco Spirits it's actually achievable and it's pourable uh, without uh, breaking my bank. And so that's the whole third part of the eco spirits that it actually brings savings into the craft world or the small guys world, if you will. And it allows them to be competitive uh, with the big guys. So if someone, someone's listening to the podcast right now and they're like, okay, well, 
I want to bring eco spirits to my country. How how do they make that happen? Call me. <laughs> <laughs> Find me in any way. Uh, I will I will uh, reply. Call. Um, I am working on all sorts of time zones, uh, so that no no time is is a bad time, and we can start a conversation. Like it's, I'm in talks with Mexico, Finland, uh, Israel, um, all sorts of countries now, and it, the start of conversation, like you and I remember, we just talked about eco spirits as the cool idea, and I said, Sean, I am looking into Canada. I need your help. You the man, you the Canada man, <laughs> Captain Canada. Can you help me? Uh, Captain Canada and, with an Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. And so, out of out of a forty-five minute call with you, I got connected to that person and that person. Now we are talking in much more concrete way. And you know, it's we had an idea which we now know that it really truly works in Asia Pacific, and it's saving what we are what we hope that it would be saving and much more. Uh, so, proof of concept is there. But we wouldn't ever get there if we wouldn't have Ruffles Hotel trusting us in Singapore, if we wouldn't have Cantina OK in Sydney trusting us, if we wouldn't have, you know, you name it. Every, everywhere we went to, um, you know, Mod 32 and, and Stockton in Hong Kong, they were the first bar signing up for this in, in Hong Kong and so on. So everywhere we go to, we need these, you know, like-minded, pioneer-minded people who, who looked at it and say, you know what, this is actually pretty cool. It saves me money. It makes me sleep better because I feel like I'm saving a little bit of waste and carbon, etc. And and it's supporting an innovation. And so everywhere we go, if there are people like that, then uh, there is definitely a potential for eco-spirits to, to be launched. So uh, I'm going to link up everybody to the EcoSpirits website so they can check out the technology because the technology is fantastic. And really, it's very odd how we're so, we are such a technologically advanced world. Um, but in the hospitality industry, we still seem to to stick to the old ways and, and never like to disrupt or piss anybody off or change things up. Um, in spirits. Like yeah. If you look at food deliveries, they way ahead of us. Like, there's no way that you're getting a rice to a Chinese or Asian or any Indian restaurant delivered in a small, tiny, pretty bags. It comes in huge as big box, which has no printed beautiful things on it. It's as plain as possible, right? And it's in, in our world in spirits, it's the opposite. Like you get delivered 12 bottles of whiskey in a single packaged box, in a big box, in a bigger box. And all of that is thrown away because all of that was meant to be for retail and that's not changing. You know, you know, and I, I, I'm just saying that I agree with you that hospitality has a problem, but I think that spirit industry in general has a even little bit bigger of a problem when it comes to that. Hey, well, thank you very much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Um, it was nice to sort of understand the, uh, the sort of thinking behind eco spirits because it really, it is a out of the box, uh, concept that, uh, it doesn't come like the out of the box concepts like this doesn't come around it's every day. Out of the box. <laughs> well, good luck with uh, the world domination. Um, and I'm sure we'll probably chat very, very soon. It's by all means, please share my email or phone number. I don't, whatever it's none of it's secret. Uh, I'm not protecting my personal number. I'm very happy to talk to anyone. So uh, if, you, if you ever get anyone asking you, please share with them or otherwise anyone who is watching, please find me 
uh, on Instagram or uh, Facebook and uh, and let's talk. I would, I would be very interested to have any conversations. Perfect. Well, have a good day, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Ed. Fun, everyone. See you soon. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening, Pose Shifters. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I really enjoy sitting down with friends and peers and uh, just chatting about the industry and getting down to the nuts and bolts of what's really going on out there. Uh, Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, everything on all the platforms. Just hit it up and I'll do my best to answer any queries or questions you have. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye.